This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we've got Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Services to talk about your home electrical connections. Do you go to flip a switch and your lights don't come on? Or are you always throwing a breaker whenever you plug in a particular appliance? Let us help you through your problem today by giving us a call. You can share your comments or experiences with us, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How's everybody doing today? Good. All right. Y'all don't all jump in at once. (laughs) So what are you working on, Dell? Right now, we are um, working on a two-car garage with a storage shed. We're uh, finishing it up. Um, <clears throat> we just finished up a patio cover. It turned out nice. A patio cover? Yeah, Twin Peaks uh, with a uh, triple pitch valley. That's nice. With, uh, with Hopefully, fall will come at some point. We'll <laughs> yeah. get to yeah. go outside and enjoy things. Um, how about you, Jeff? What's going on? Well, um you, work-wise or, or otherwise? Let's, uh, let's go with work-wise. You'll stay with work? Yeah, yeah, we'll stay okay, with work. Okay, okay. yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I sound like a broken record, but, you know, hey, it, it's still fun. Been doing it 18 years, so uh-huh. we've got a couple bathroom remodels going, a kitchen remodel, uh, finishing up a fire job. All right, and, what's the most unique thing out of your bathroom remodels that you've seen? Like if somebody picked like a special toilet or something. Oh, in in history? No, no, no. Like the, the, the ones you're working on right now. Oh, those six thousand dollar lights he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, there was, you go. that would make history. Um, big lights. Yeah, we did a hundred and fifteen thousand uh, dollar bathroom remodel back. Uh, gosh, probably ten years ago. That was pretty unique. One hundred and fifteen thousand dollar bathroom. I promise. It was a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. To remodel, remodel. Uh, there was already one there. There was already one there. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, we had a steam shower. We had right. we had two bathtubs. Wow. Uh, all kind That's of amazing. stuff. Um, but no, the probably the most unique thing is that um, uh, commode that actually plugs in does all kind of stuff for you. That's just you got to plug it in. It's just over the top already. All right. Speaking of plugging it in, we've got our guest today, uh, Hank Perot. He is with uh, Houseworks Electrical Services. And Hank, this uh, this uh, past weekend, uh, the thing I worked on, I went over to a friend's house and they had a ceiling fan. All right, in a in a uh, dining room area, and they wanted to change out the ceiling fan with a chandelier, and um, so I did go over and help them with that. And that was kind of neat. The The great thing is, is that if you're hanging a chandelier, a standard chandelier, like mm-hmm. one that you would buy at a big box store or something of that nature, they're typically not that heavy and certainly not heavier than a ceiling fan usually. If you can hang a ceiling fan, typically you can hang a, a, a chandelier in the same spot. Yeah. So, well, welcome, Hank. Uh, what What have you been working on, man? Uh, we've had some um, stuff going on with the church in Byram. They, they're building a big new sanctuary and. Oh, wow. Lots of wiring. Help them out. Yeah, basically right now we're just switching and plugging it for them. Okay. Uh, All right. Good deal. Doing some stuff like that. All right. Well, here we go. We've got some electrical questions. Hank, I hope you're warmed up because we're on our way. Debbie called as soon as she heard this was going on and uh, and 
Her, she says her lights flicker when the AC comes on. Aside from a ghost, that might be something to look after. What's going on, Debbie? Hi. Um, every time my air conditioning unit comes on in the house, the lights flicker just a couple times, and then and it doesn't do it every time, but most days it'll flicker. What does that mean, <laughs> electrician? That that would be. Most of the time, once you'll find when the when the AC comes on, it has such a load when it first kicks on. Usually, it's a loose wire. Um, not necessarily saying your house is going to burn down or anything, but it, it's just a loose wire. It could be on the power company side. It could be actually be in your panel box. And most of the time, it'll seem to be the neutral wire. So that would that would be something that she would want to call someone on. Yes, definitely. that's not something she could look yeah. at it. At, Okay. Yeah, you can't can just look at it and see if right. it's loose. You're actually going to have to stick your hand in there and kind of move the wire around, pull on them a little right. bit. Uh, I didn't know if there was anything that was easily worked on, meaning within the house, not necessarily the box. So, okay. So if it's just the box. Yeah, because most of the time your AC goes straight to your box. Right. So okay. Well, I should call an electrician to look at that, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that's probably something that's not, you know, you, you're going to pay a service call on that. So, yeah, that'll be you know, fine. You're, you're not breaking the bank on that one. That'll be fine. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Debbie. All right, we've got a couple of calls coming up here in just a second. But i got a question, and uh, Dell and Jeff, I'm going to lay this one on you guys. This is from Howard. He says, rain runoff has exposed the cover of our septic, uh, of our, uh, septic tank after at least 17 years. That tank's been in the ground, mm. and now it's being exposed. Is the condition dangerous? Does it weaken the system? If I put topsoil and sod over it, I'm afraid it will wash away again. What's what's what? Any suggestions? Any thoughts, guys? Here's a chance he could do a little landscape, you know, put a little shrubbery out there, something to kind of slow that runoff and put the soil back. You're yeah. trying, you're talking about with the with the runoff with the uh, erosion. You're trying mm-hmm. to fix the erosion yes. problem, right? Yeah, I'm 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 going to agree with Dale uh, on this one. And uh, uh, if what the, would have changed after 17 years? You know, it, that's strange. I mean. It's been covered for 17 years. Now, all of a sudden, it's not. Well, and let me say this. That that may end up being like a uh, Felder, quote, Gestalt Gardener kind of question because of, say, his the grass in that particular spot got mm-hmm. poisoned or, or got a disease of something and died. Sure. Well, then, if there's no grass, then the, the dirt's just going to run you as know, soon I've, as it I've heard I've heard more than one person tell me about army worms this year. So, Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. That sounds scary. Yeah. Is anybody else picturing a worm with a helmet on? Right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Let's go to Richard in Lafayette County. And uh, he's got a question about one of those FEMA trailers, electricity. What's going on, Richard? Uh, hello. I got a, it's a 2006 FEMA trailer, and it's got floor furnaces, like electric 220 floor furnaces for heat. What come with it? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to change them. I want to pull them out and put two 110 outlets where they were. Can I do it? Yeah. You just go in, uh, find your circuits, control those two units, and then um, a lot of times they'll just be a three-wire system. It's usually a white, a black, and a ground. You just take mm-hmm. your white, connect it on your neutral bar inside your panel, and then that will make it a 110. All right. Wow. That was simple. That was easier than it should have been. Oh, cool. Yeah. Richard, Thank be you. really careful, and if you ever put your hand in that box, 
turn off everything you can first. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. Um, All right, let's keep moving real quick. Let's go to Emmanuel in uh, Port Gibson, and you've got a a microwave that throws a breaker. I hate this for you, Emmanuel. It happens in my house all the time until I fixed it. But tell me what's going on with yours. Well, just what you just said, the the mic is an overhead microwave over the cooktop. Throws the breaker. Uh, It was working fine. And last year, uh, there was a a rainstorm, and, you know, we lost power for – I don't know, about 30 hours. And so uh, I made the mistake of assuming that the, the microwave had been damaged because of the storm. And I just replaced it because it's not really that expensive now. Right. And it started to work fine. So, you know, I thought I had come up with the genius uh, solution. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it threw it, and there was not a storm. So now if I plug it up and I set the clock and you see it, everything's fine. The minute I start to try to use it, it throws the breaker again. It'll sit there as long as the only thing you're doing is, is, is serving up the clock, and you can see what time it is, which I don't need. But when you try to use it, <laughs> it immediately throws that breaker. The new one, I'm saying, the one I, the, the one I installed. I don't. Is there anything else on that particular circuit with the microwave? No, sir. Not that I'm aware of. So it's just a single circuit by itself. Now, did did he say he installed a new breaker or a new microwave? A new, new microwave. microwave. I a new microwave because I thought the other one, I made the mistake of thinking, I, I may have made the mistake of thinking that uh, because it started doing it following a power fade or storm, I thought the other microwave had gone bad. So I, I replaced the microwave, and for a couple of weeks, it ran fine. Then all of a sudden, it has started to throw the breaker. Could it be a weak breaker? Well, yeah. I, uh, Emmanuel, when 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 it happened at my house, I found when I when I really researched it, I found because it was happening at my house uh, on occasion, and I couldn't find the pattern of why it was doing it. Finally, I realized that there was some more load on the circuit elsewhere in the home. Okay. That uh, uh, yeah. In other words, I had other lights and things turned on Ooh. elsewhere in the home that Makes were tied sense. to this thing. And when it would go, it would it, it was it was tied to a fifteen amp breaker, and it just throw that breaker every that, time. That'd be one problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. it really should be on twenty. But it, <clears throat> I would also check the breaker, and the uh, breaker should be a twenty breaker, and it should be a twenty amp breaker. Well, I need an electrician for that because that's out of my. That's yeah, you want you want a twenty amp breaker on on any appliance like that that creates heat. Mm-hmm. Also, you'd want to make sure the wire size was proper, which would be a number twelve. A number 12 wire and a 20-amp breaker? Yes, sir. Okay, well, I appreciate it, guys, and I enjoy listening to the show, but I, I'll go ahead and get me an expert because, that, that, like I said, I, I, uh, that's not something I can handle. There you go. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You know, folks, that's exactly what we're supposed to use this show for, right? That's there. right. That's that, right. That, that know, was it right there. The, the, the last thing you want to do is get bit by the <laughs> by the uh, uh, breaker panel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's no fun, I can promise yeah. you. And we have to do it once. Uh, we'll uh, continue our discussion after the break. What Today we're looking into your electrical problems at your home. If, uh, we've got Hank Perot here from Houseworks Electrical Services. Also, Dell and Jeff are here for your general home improvement questions. You call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org.
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons is here from Houseworks and our guest Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Services. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app out there or the MPB Public Media app. That's free. Uh, also, if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, phones are filling up. Let's keep getting there. That's uh, Anita in Baton Rouge wanted to talk to us about her mobile home needing insulation. You with us, Anita? Yes, sir, I am. So what's going on? What do you need? Good morning. So I bought a mobile home set up on my property for my son, Mm -hmm. not knowing that the people who originally had it had not drained the water lines. So when we had that snow in February, all the pipes burst, and I had it completely replumbed. Now Mm -hmm. I want to see about re-insulating it. And so yesterday I wondered, what about the foam insulation, the spray-in foam insulation? You mean what about that insulation? Yeah, I, that's what I'm considering doing, rather than going back with that roll pink fiberglass stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to know what your thoughts are on that, and I called this morning. It would be around $2,500 for a 16 by 80, and that would be two inches of foam. And I'm going to hang up and listen to what your opinion would be. Um. Okay. That's not bad. What, what do you think, Dale? Well, economically, it sounds good. Um <clears throat> And and you know um, I think it's, it sounds like thumbs up to me, especially in a. Uh, uh, oh, Jeff, go ahead. Well, I, you know, a, you've got some concern on your face. Well, I'm assuming that that the paneling or sheetrock is out of this mobile home, so you can insulate. So you can do it, yeah. Or are we talking about insulating the floor? What are we insulating? I think you're talking about the underneath. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that may be the underneath. Yeah. Uh, so now, if it's just underneath, twenty five hundred dollars is a is a tremendous amount of money. Right. Uh, if 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 all you're going to do is spray foam on the underneath, so. that's that's a good point. Obviously, uh, and, and I, we'll just say this outright uh, for the show of Fix It 101. Here's a general rule: always ask more than one person. Yeah, please. A couple of quotes. And, and two, you do an open sale. You do in closed sale. Um, uh, twenty. What did she say? Uh, twenty four by eighty. Twelve by eighty. Sixteen by eighty. Sixteen by eighty. How many square feet is that? It's well, a typical long trailer. Well, I got a calendar. Or I mean, 16 a, uh, times 80. There you mean, go. But I was thinking about the whole shit. Phone, you know. So that, that's 1,297 feet. Mm-hmm. So we're talking $2,500 divided by how many? This is happening on the year. 1,697? 1,297. 1,297. There you go. See, Hank um, knows his math. There you go. Being an electrician, that was necessary. All right. So here we go. The big answer. I can't even do that. So oh, really? do that for me. Anyway, so the deal is, if you go with if foot. you go with spray foam rather than the rolled, um, I would think Jeff doesn't the spray foam uh, do a little bit to help with insect issues. Well, you know, I, I like comparatively. Spray foam. Sure, I like the spray foam. Okay, yeah, that's a buck ninety two a foot. Maybe that's not too bad. Okay, um, but yes, if I had my. Um, uh, choice, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to do spray foam over bat. Uh, it's it stays in. It, it doesn't slump uh, harder mm-hmm. for critters to, right. to tear it up. So I general like rule, I like foam better than bat. 
Right. But if this is on a trailer, you're going to want to go back in with real sheetrock rather than... Well, unless hmm. it is underneath, and I more I think about it, I bet it's underneath. Yeah. I bet it's okay. the bottom. New flooring. So. All right. Well, let's keep going. Mary's on the line and branded and, um, and, and wants to add an outlet where she currently has a switch. How are you doing, Mary? I'm good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So what's going I on? Have, I have a, um, a walk-in closet, a nice walk-in closet, and the only electricity to it is the light switch. What I would like to have in addition to the light switch is an outlet, electrical outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering how difficult that would be for an electrician to run the wiring or whatever needs to be done to have a, an outlet there. Hank? Well, in most cases, the way I wire one, all my switches, I always put a hot and a neutral in the box. Some electricians pull their hots and their neutrals to the ceiling box and then just pull what they call a switch leg and a hot down to the switch box. If the neutral is in the switch box and the hot is there also, it's just a matter of inserting a two-gang box, adding a receptacle right next to the switch, and then putting the appropriate cover on it. In English, Mary? Yes, yeah. you yeah. can do it's that. Pretty easy, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, it is pretty easy. Okay. It is, it is, and uh, but he did mention something very important there, which was um, if inside, if you take the plate off of the switch, and and you take even the switch out. Remember, the power is off here. If you take those things out, if there are not three wires coming out of that box, then then you need to stop and rethink this. Uh, because the three wires is what he was talking about with the, uh, we'll just call them white, black, and neutral. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and two, Mary, remember, just cutting that switch off does not cut the power on the back side of that switch. No, 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 okay? no. Okay? <laughs> remember what that switch does. Right. Well, trust me, I'm not going to fool with anything electrical. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that would that would be... That's an easy project for an electrician in a yeah. day. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. in the ceiling or the uh, light switch. It's, it's relatively yeah. easy. Yeah, it's not hard to fish a, a wire down the wall, most walls anyway. Yeah. Okay. And a second question is about switching an outlet to one that has the USB port. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Is that, is Good that idea. It's just another outlet. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes up exactly the same as the outlet that's there. Yeah. It's oh, just okay. more expensive. Yeah, there's no de- – yeah. Yeah, As a matter of fact, I looked at some this morning for uh, the, the church we're working on. They mm-hmm. they got a bar, and they want to add some for the kids to play their phones in. Mm-hmm. But they're like 35 right. bucks a piece. Well, right. I'll tell you what, uh, and, and hang on, Mary, because I've done this. I've put those outlets uh, in several places in my home, and I can tell you, you can get them now uh, at the box stores or your local hardware store. They finally come down a little bit on price, and I found them for about 19 bucks. Oh, good. So, so you can get them for that. Now, that is just a single plug. And two USBs. If you go to two plugs and two USBs, it is the thirty-five. Yeah, you know, the more. Yeah, and I think I was looking at twenty amp versus the fifteen. Right, right, right. It's yeah. going in the church, so right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. Let's uh, move it along to uh, Frank and Jackson. I hadn't heard from Frank in a minute. How's it going, man? Pretty good. I want to um, compliment your call screener. She is just so bubbly. Going <laughs> this morning, I tell you. All right. Good. We like those. Uh, I got an older house built in 1942 or so, and um, a big frustration is that the electrical was not grounded. And I've got a policy that my wife doesn't agree with, that uh, anytime we replace a outlet, 
that we put in a GFI outlet to give us some added security since we don't have a ground system. Is there any advantage to using the GFIs as opposed to a regular um, outlet when you know your system's not grounded? Yeah, well, e- even with the GFI, it's still not grounded. I know. I'm talking about safety, but safety issues. Yeah, as long as it's as long as it's tripping the minute it picks up the moisture, then the, it's definitely a safety, uh, you know, a safety virtue. Or so it does still have a benefit. Yes. yes. So. Okay. One but, more question. But, okay. You guys always say a black, a white, and a neutral. Uh, I bought ceiling fans. I bought all kinds of stuff, and the colors are just all over the place. Yeah, sometimes you have a green in there for neutrals. Sometimes you see a blue for the light kit, mm-hmm. uh, like a fan. And a red sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And a red. Okay, so black and white is always going to be the power. Mm-hmm. And yes. any other color is your neutral. Uh, well, the, normally neutrals, it's always white. Even on ceiling fans, you have a you have the ground, which will be green or bare. And then you're going to have a neutral, which is going to be white. Your red is, or your black on the ceiling fan is your fan is what I use it for, mm-hmm. and then the blue I use for the light kit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then That's sometimes no coming out of the ceiling, <laughs> as far as the electrician wire in the house coming out of the ceiling, it'll generally be red and black. So there again, I put the black to the black, tie the red to the blue for the light kit. Right. Well, how can you tell? <laughs> He's an electrician. Yeah, yeah, he's an electrician. That's how he tells. He knows. Yeah, yeah. If there's no colors on, they're so old that they're probably got naked spots on them. So it'd be time to replace them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I need to go to High Community College and take a course in electrical wiring. Right. Right. There you go. I appreciate it, Frank. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Let's uh, keep on moving. We've got a call from Nancy on the coast, and uh, she's talking about the placement of her AC and heater. You you with us, Nancy? Yes, I'm with you. So what's going on? Well, this has been a very hot summer. Oh, yes, it has. Um, we have, uh, we have a, a heater unit up in the attic of a one-story house, and um, uh, the air conditioning isn't working. And, but both, of, both pieces are uh, the outside and inside unit. Both need to be replaced, and unfortunately the has gotten ahead of me. And um, we, uh, um, we, we're wondering if, um, in replacing it, if we should bring it down and put it into a hall closet at all possible. However, that would require a construction job of taking from two other closets at the ends. Hmm. Uh, or would I be better off to just put another unit back up in the attic? And how in the world does somebody service that? <laughs> uh uh, fellas, wow. Nancy, um, tough one there. The house was designed to have your um, your a coil and your furnace in the attic. Put it back in the attic, right? Okay. Um, you either have a scuttle hole or you have a pull downstairs somewhere. Out in the garage at the opposite. That's end of okay. The house. That's okay. okay. That's that's why we, those guys get that we, uh, hourly rate. Yeah. yeah we do right. it. No, we do it every day. Um, I would not sacrifice a. A downstairs closet for my for my mechanical. I just would not do that. So put it put it back and and consider a um, uh, uh, as high efficiency unit as you can. Uh, I just changed mine out in my personal house, and I went from a relatively large utility bill 
to uh-huh. a relatively small utility bill by okay. simply buying a more efficient unit. So, mm-hmm. Well, that was easy enough. That's what, a little cost savings have, there, Nancy. Do you have one that you recommend? Uh, brand? Brand? Yes. Uh, I, I prefer Ream. Ream. Yes, ma'am. It's it's uh, it's uh, above average in my opinion, and it's mm-hmm. and it's uh, very fairly priced. Mm-hmm. So that's a okay. nice thing of you okay. to say. Okay. It right. wasn't it. <laughs> See, I'm I'm, I'm right. trying to change. Right. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to be nicer and. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to change. Nancy, thank you okay. so much. Thank that was excellent it. call. I hope we help. All right, uh, you know what? We need to take a little break here. We'll continue our discussion after that. And today we're looking into your electrical problems at your home. We've got Hank Perot here from Houseworks Electrical Services, also Dell and Jeff, uh, for your general home improvement questions. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or, sure, we do the email thing, too. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Services. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app, which is free on uh, Google Play or uh the Apple Play Store. There you go. Also, if you want to join the conversation today, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. While we've got just a moment here, Hank, I've got to ask this big question. What is the most common problem you are called to fix? As crazy as it sounds, a trip breaker. A trip breaker? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I've done service work for eight years for Walmart for a company out of Arkansas, uh-huh. and I've drove from here to Crossed Arkansas uh-huh. because they have plugs that's not working. Walk in and reset a breaker. Really? Yeah, you still get that's paid? The first, that's the first. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Do you feel bad about getting paid for that? No. No. Look at him. No. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? Honestly, what we pay for in contracting is. Typically, the knowledge. And, of course. Right. Yeah. Of course. So, so, so the fact that the guy walked in and made you look like an idiot is not his problem. No. So, yeah, because right. that's the first really thing not. they ask. Have right. you checked all the breakers? Right. Yes, we, we've looked yes, at all of them. Of course we did that. Right. Open the panel up. <laughs> there it you is. Know, and, and two now, <laughs> there's a reason they make more than one breaker. That's right. You know, those things do wear out. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I mean. Yeah. And, and the, more, the, the more often they trip, the worse they get. Of mean, course. Right. And especially when you get in the GFI arena, those things will wear out quicker than than most any other breaker. Mm -hmm. So, All right, so here we go. Here's an email question. This is from Karen. I have a drainage problem which causes water to stand in my carport after a hard or sustained rainfall. My driveway is higher than the carport, uh, higher than the carport floor, and the water first stands where the carport and driveway connects. Yeah, I've seen this before. The more it rains, my carport fills with water. I don't have gutters. How can this problem be corrected? And what professional services should I contact to correct this problem? Well, she started with the I don't have gutters. 
and we can work from there. Well, if I'm understanding this correctly, her driveway is higher than the finished floor of mm-hmm. the of the of the right, Dale. garage, correct? Correct. Okay. What I'm going to recommend is uh, something called a trench drain. Mm-hmm. Right at that, right at where they right meet. Right at that apex where your apron comes out and your and your concrete driveway connects. I'm going to cut the concrete, typically mm-hmm. uh, six inches. Put in a drain right there um, with a steel grate on top of it, that so I can drive over it mm-hmm. and um, divert that water when it's coming, you know, down my driveway. That it cannot go into my garage; it's going into this drain. Right, so, and outside of that water sitting on top of that concrete and uh, making trouble for your belongings, it's also water sitting on your foundation. Um, correct, and eventually that'll be bigger problems. So, um, all right, so give that a try. I really think that's the way to go. A drain, exactly. Okay, a drain there, and uh, and and. So what sort of person should she contact to get that done? There's a lot of a lot of folks out there would offer you quote French drain services, but you know I don't know if we're talking you know a landscaper does this a lot, but I don't know if they would know Concretely, to do the concrete. Yeah, I, I would I would deal with a um, a sure enough landscaper that really understands drainage. Okay, right. and, and when you do something like that, sometimes more is is better because. Um, Sometimes we get those big heavy rains, and I tell anyone go ahead and put your maybe a eight or ten inch in there just in right. case. Okay, all right. Let's go to uh, Cliff. He's on the road and he's got a uh, comment about that ceiling fan. Now, were you going to help us with our ceiling fan issue, or did you uh, did you have a problem? Okay, are y'all hearing me now? Oh yes, sir. We are hearing okay. you. Okay. Um, now I've got a ceiling fan that's still in good shape. It's a Hunter. And it was one of these, I made a mistake, got one of these where you electrically switch it from light to, to a fan or both or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that quit working. So I can turn the light on but with the switch on the wall, but I can't uh, switch it to fan. And, you know, I, I, I keep thinking I got a good fan. There's got to be some way I can make this work. That uh, so did it ever work properly? Oh yeah, yeah, it worked properly for probably about a year, maybe two. You know. Did let me ask, did the fan wobble? No. Okay. All right, Hank. All yours. <laughs> that, a, a lot of these new style fans like that with the uh, say like the remote systems and things mm-hmm. like that. Of course, they got a little electronic bore in them. You know, of course, if your remote quits working or goes bad, the fans basically jump unless you can order a replacement for that specific. Okay, is there any way just to take it and make it back to the old full string? (laughs) Uh, No, sir, not not that I'm aware of. I've never done that. Um, You know, and they do make a uh, what you call a universal uh, remote for ceiling fans, which has a, a component that goes in the. Fan oh, yeah. at the top. That's right. Where you yeah. hang it at, and then you have a remote. As long as you match those two numbers up, you know, uh, kind of programming yourself, it's real easy to do. You just set dip switches on each one of them to make them the yeah. same. Now, that yeah, might I be mean, an option for that particular fan, but I've never, you know, tried that with oh, that's one. That's good. Huh. What do you think, Cliff? So I got to order some kind of what, what's the part? But do you know? I mean, what is it? Uh, it, it could be in the fan, or it, it could be in the remote. Well, if he if he if he goes and gets that universal remote, 
You could probably get that at the big box store. Yeah, Home Depot sells them. Yeah. Right. That's what I would try. And just wire it in? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're I don't know, $25 or so, maybe. Okay. Now, you're, ta- you're talking about, when you say remote, you're not the thing I hold in my hand. You're talking about something on the fan. Yeah, well, it, it's a part that you hold in your hand, but it also has a little box that goes inside the canopy where the fan connects to the ceiling. Oh, and you okay. just you'll wire your your wires coming from your switch. You just wire directly to that remote, and then your fan okay. will tie to the remote to on the, remote. the other wires. Right. Okay. Um, it, it's right. a real simple thing to do. Um, okay, so well, we, yeah, maybe we, not for an old man. It may not. Be. Right. Well, <laughs> that's what young men are for. <laughs> it sounds cool. That's you why can I get rid of the string. Right? <laughs> right. All right, Cliff. We appreciate it, Thank man. You. Thank you, sir. All right, I've got a, a, a. This one is for you here, Hank, and this one goes a little deeper. All right, here we go. Uh, this is from Timothy. Oh, and get this. Timothy is in Charleston, Illinois, but he used to live in the Delta, so he's listening. So, uh, so Timothy, good morning. An electrician told me a few years ago that my house has low amperage. I think I'm, cr- I'm correct on that terminology. I lived here 23 years and seldom have to replace light bulbs, and he said that was a clue. Is this a big problem, and what could be done to correct it? As I read the email, I'm thinking, why would you want to correct something that makes it so that you don't have to replace light bulbs? So what is he talking okay, about? Okay, I, I thought he said that he often replaces light bulbs. And seldom have to replace light bulbs oh, really? is what he says. Yeah. I seldom yeah. have to replace light bulbs. I, I don't. Does that make any sense to you? No, no not really. Don't fix it. It's, it does, does he have a 100-amp service going to his house? Yeah, I mean, that's the only way you'd be is it? low on amperage if you're just your service is not big right. enough for right. your house. Right. Right. You know, which typically, if you're totally electric, you have a 200-amp service. If maybe this person was speaking of the 100-amp you know, service. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that'd be the only thing uh, I could think of. Well, and, and at the end, he says, is this a big problem? What can be done to correct it? I think the answer to the first part is no, it's not a big problem. No. If you've been living with it no, for 23 years, not it's not a big and, problem. And things like that. Uh, right. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Paul and Natchez, and he's got a question about the ceiling fan. How's it going, Paul? Hey, how you doing? So what's going on with your ceiling fan issue? Well... When I turn my ceiling fan on, I can feel it vibrating like it's, the motor is running. And when I have it on the lower speed, I just have to give it a little help spin it. And it'll spin for a little while, but it won't get any faster. And, I, and it won't work at all on the higher and higher speeds, you know. Man, Dale's about to jump out of his seat to answer this. What are you going to say, Dale? Now, usually uh, in a case like that, it's time to replace it, man. The motor's burning up. Yeah. Those bushings are gone. Okay. That's, that's what the electrician is sitting <laughs> yeah. here. If it's sitting there vibrating, not moving either, it's yeah. stuck or the motor's going bad. Yeah. Oh. I, I used to recycle fans, and I learned that over the years. I've put different blades on them and everything. But once you start having to spin it, the yeah. motor's about gone. Right. Okay. okay, so it would be best for me to change to get a new ceiling fan or someone can work on the mortar. Man, get you, you know, get a new ceiling fan. A lot of times you can, <laughs> yeah, you find like, they sell like contractor's fan at Home Depot, and a lot of times they got yeah. them sell for like 49 bucks. Yeah, they don't get oh, inch, so. Yeah, they're not over the top anymore. You don't have to spend hundreds. Right. You can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Alexa turned the fan on, you know. Right, right. Alexa will turn the fan on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, appreciate okay. it, Paul. All right, thank you. Thanks a lot. Actually, you know, if anyone is going to, say, replace a ceiling fan at this point, 
getting one of those uh, remote boxes that you spoke oh, of, yes. you know, if you're going to go ahead and replace a ceiling fan right now, uh, making it the one that you want, you know, may as well yeah. be a good time to do a remote or a smart one like uh, Dell was talking about, yeah. something that will hook up to Alexa. And, and don't make the mistake I did of getting the one with the little bitty bulb that doesn't throw out much light, and then you can't find that bulb anywhere. Uh, Get some standard, right. you know. Uh, he's talking about the light kit on there, and you're talking about yeah. sometimes they'll use the bulbs that kind of go in candelabras or something yeah, instead of yeah, one. They, they have the little bitty bases on them, and then they're round bulbs. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't read at night or nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're going to take a quick break here. And uh, you know what? If you want to get your call in about electricity, your electric question is 877-MPB-RING. We've got Hank Perot here from Houseworks Electrical Services. Also, Dell and Jeff are here for your general home improvement projects. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project we're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. MPB News is leading the way, covering stories that matter to Mississippians with five first-place awards from the Associated Press, including breaking news, radio achievement, and public affairs reporting. Your source for a deeper look at today's top story is MPB News. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solution 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Services. And if you miss any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or a fun way to do it, MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, I wanted to ask a quick electrical problem before we go on to the folks on the phone. Let me ask, um, what does GFI or GFCI mean? Everybody has been throwing those letters around. What does it mean? Ground Fault Circuit Interrupter. And what does that mean? What does it do? Well, that means if, for whatever reason, it detects uh, wet, water, moisture, mm-hmm. it interrupts the circuit. And so I, how does that help me? Uh, the big thing about when those come out is, uh-huh. um, say, water. I a matter of fact, when they first come out years ago, I had a friend of mine that I worked with. He had just replaced them that weekend in his house, like on Saturday. He said, Sunday, they're getting ready for church. Uh-huh. He hears this water running in his daughter's bathroom, who's nine years old. Right. He said, then all of a sudden, I hear something click. Mm. He said, I walk in there, and she had taken the hair dryer and stuck it under the faucet to try to clean it. Oh, it no. Oh, my gosh. He said, had I not right. replaced that ground oh, yeah. fault. That's amazing. She probably did. That yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> yes. And the, the GFI or GFCI outlets, those are the ones that are square that have the buttons on them? Yes, sir. There you go. Okay, let's go to, uh, yes, yes, literally. All right, let's go to Bruce on the road. He's got a question about a ceiling fan. You with us, Bruce? Hey, yes, thanks. Good. Um, I've got a ceiling fan, and it's, you know, it's got a light in it that uh, you you turn on and off uh, either at the wall or it's got a toggle switch with a chain pulling down, and the toggle switch is broken. Do I have to take the whole thing down out of the ceiling to fix that or do I can I does the housing under there where the toggle switch is come off just 
Yeah, basically, you just uh, you can remove it's three little screws that holds the light kit on, and you remove those screws, and it's like a cap comes off, and you could replace that switch from inside that little. That area. little switch, by the way, I've done this myself, Bruce. It's yeah. about a buck thirteen. And it's made of plastic. Yeah. And you, I mean, there's no, there's one or two screws holding it. There's nothing to it. It's, <laughs> so I don't have to take the whole thing down off the ceiling? No, just the cap that holds the lights and stuff. I see. Okay, great. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bruce. All right, um, let's go to uh, Anthony in Jackson. And he's talking about repairing fascia boards. Uh, you with us, Anthony? Hey, how you doing? Yes. Good. How's it going? What's up? Uh, I, I, um, I, 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 my I have my fascia board on the front of my house. Uh, I, it, they didn't leave enough overhang mm. over it. I think it's supposed to be two inches, and that water ran down on it, and a part has rotted, kind of rotted out, and fell off. I'm trying to see if I can replace that myself, or how much would it cost to replace uh, the fascia board. Let me explain this real quick to folks that didn't get what he was talking about, and then Dale, I'm going to throw it your way. But the 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 thing is, when when Dale, you've talked about this a whole bunch on this show. When the roofers put the roof up there, they're supposed to leave a little bit of hang. The shingles are supposed to come off the roof a little bit, just by so that the water will keep going and move on past the the the, the home. Dale, yeah. uh, let's so let's start there. When it's too short, you get that uh, coffee drip. It kind of drips back, and then it rots out the fascia board to the esophagus and, and everything else. The, th- the thing is, how many feet of damage would you su- say uh, you have? Is it all the way around the house, or is it just in sections? It's just one section. Um, the the part that's really damaged is about, I would say, a foot and a half. Oh, yeah, no but, problem. Uh, it's uh, The board is one continuous board about six feet or seven feet, something like that. Yeah. Um, in a case like that, now you can um, cut into that board, um, uh, pull it down and, and cut off the uh, bed and replace it or replace the whole board. It's really up to uh, yeah, the I skills. Yeah, i got to replace that whole board. If if you've got, especially one of the things you want to look at when you're replacing that but is. You can't buy a two-foot board. No, no. Just go <laughs> ahead and buy the eight-foot board and, yeah, and replace and cut that. It. <clears throat> but uh, one thing I would say before you do that, go ahead and find the paint that you're going to put on this board. Um, yeah, and and go ahead and put some something on there, and then once you get it up there, in other words, don't make this two jobs uh, in yeah. two days. Go ahead and get all your stuff ready to do this because once you get up on that ladder and put that board up there, you're going to want to be done with it. And, so. and two, you're going to need to correct that uh, overhang if um, if it's short steel. You would need um, uh, some shingles, you know, and can you can cut them in half and just extend out what you need. Or, you, or call a roofer. Yeah, 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 it can get challenging. All right. Does that help, Anthony? Yeah, that helps a lot. I appreciate it. Good deal. Appreciate it, sir. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, we have uh, Hank on with us today. He's the electrician. Now, I heard this. We were talking a few moments ago about GFI and what GFI does. Now, let me ask you this. What? Okay, so... If my GFI won't reset, like I push the button and it won't happen, it won't fix it, what's what's going on? Um, sometimes it'll be the indication you don't have no power to it, so your breaker may be tripped that controls that circuit because they won't oh. reset. If that breaker's off, it will not reset. If the breaker at the, at the box is right. off, it will not reset. You cannot reset it. 
Um, if the breaker's on and it will not reset, then that's, it's just the GFI's bad. The, the outlet itself right. is bad. Yeah, the outlet okay. itself is bad. Okay. Which can happen in storms, these mm-hmm. heavy storms we have in lightning storms, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, just causes them things to to go haywire. Right. Yeah. And Jeff and I have had this situation before where it's happened where someone's called and said, uh, the set of lights has gone out. I can't figure out how to turn it back on. We can't, you know, yeah. and, and where we chased it down to a reset on a GFI. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned on a whole bunch of lights. All right. All right. Let's go to Clark and Newton. Clark, are you with us? I am. You bet. Yes, sir. So what's going on today? Are you there? Yes, sir. What's what's going on? Uh, everything's good. I have a, a 50 amp uh, RV camper trailer, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to set up an electrical box where I can hook it up to the side of my barn. And I've looked on the internet everywhere, and I can't find any place where they recommend the size wire to run to that box from the breaker. So I'm kind of wondering uh, what size wire I need to run to run. It's got two air conditioners on it. It's 50 amp uh, hookup. So what size wire do I need? I would run number six. Um, if it's if the wire's going to be inside, say through the barn, you're not having to put it in conduit or anything, or even if you do have to put it in conduit, you can run six two with the ground, and that would uh, six two is actually good for sixty amps. I always like to size mine up just a little more. Um, then if you run it long distance over a hundred foot, you definitely want to size it up. Uh, okay, hmm. I, I have another question. Uh, I was looking on YouTube and I saw a video about where this guy was really cautioning anyone that's setting up a box. You want to make sure and use an RV box to hook that into because if you use like a stove outlet, which yeah, I guess it would hook into a stove outlet type uh, mm-hmm. outlet, uh, it could blow your electronics in your RV. Is that correct? I mean, you know anything about that? I'm I've never I've never heard anything about that. No sir. Yeah, and that maybe Clark. You know, uh, honestly, if that's the case, it may be worth just going ahead and doing the the RV thing yeah. anyway. Um, it helps sell product. Well, and 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 you know, if it's the difference of say fifty bucks, and and it could possibly blow your electrical <laughs> system. Let's go ahead and yeah. throw on the extra I mean, fifty. I, I normally buy the RV boxes to. To do RV? If I'm hooking yeah. up an RV. Right. Okay. All right. That's good. You want the whole system. Right. Man, uh, so what is the biggest question? We asked you what was the call. In other words, what was the most common call? And you said a breaker, typically. <laughs> so what's the biggest question you get? Okay, so somebody I'm, walks up and sees you and say, hey, at my house, this has happened. What, what do you hear yeah, most? Usually the lights flickering thing. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my lights flicker, you know, whether there's a storm or not, the wind blows, you know. Ooh, what uh, happens when, have you ever heard, I've heard of a thing called a brown out where, where yeah. in, in the, yeah. the power dips and everything sure. goes kind of dim, uh, you know, like the lights will dim down for a time or get like even extra bright. What's going on? Yeah, it, it's just electrical power surges. Uh, they can okay. spike. A lot of people have prob- trouble. It's not like poltergeist. Old, right. That's what yeah. I would assume. <laughs> a lot of people have trouble with the old incandescent bulbs that we, you know, that was so common. Right. You mm-hmm. know, they constantly blowing, constantly blowing. Mm-hmm. But if you live near, uh, uh, like a big, say, a transformer plant uh-huh. or something, the uh, the power spikes. Well, every time it goes above 120 volts, 120 volt bulb, it's going to blow. So they make oh, 130 wow. volt bulbs, which is 
a big commercial huh. item. Wow. That's and, fantastic. And that I fixed a lot of problems with a 130-volt bug. Okay. Well, now, <laughs> now I know how this works. Okay. Um, here we go, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and Hank Perot, I am Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. Support for Fix It 101 comes from Atmos Energy, with a reminder to call 811 before starting to dig to get underground utility-owned lines located and marked. It's free, it's safe, and it's the law.